a podcast producer or editor is a really nice thing to have. And I say this entirely objectively without so much as a glimmer of a hint of professional bias. But all kidding aside, editing a podcast episode, writing the assets for it, getting it scheduled, making sure it's promoted, managing guests, developing the show over time, improving your audio setup and delivery, it's all a lot of work. And having help from experts can take a lot of the burden off of you and your team. Not all of the burden, but a lot. But hiring a third-party service provider can be such a thing, especially if you're not overly familiar with the area you're hiring for and maybe aren't sure how to make the judgment call between a great provider and a poor one, or picking a great one whose services just don't end up aligning with what you really need for you and your team. So today on the Business Podcast Blueprint Show, I'm sharing the eight questions you should ask a podcast editor or producer and how to evaluate the answers based on your own business needs. All right, so first of all, you should probably plan to talk to a couple of different providers. The types of services and prices for production can vary really widely from one company to another. So if you have friends or colleagues who podcast, asking for recommendations is a fantastic way to get your starter list. And if you don't know anyone, join literally any podcast group on Facebook, post that you're looking for an editor, and be prepared to receive dozens and dozens of messages with people desperate to sell you their services you will almost certainly find a decent fit within that horde of eager, eager humans. Uh, so that's a really good tip. And it's also, you know, podcast groups are nice to be a part of. If you're looking to get into it or if you have been podcasting for a while and you want to network with others, it's good all around. But it is kind of a running joke in the podcast groups that as soon as you mention you need literally anything, you are going to be flooded with requests and offers and pitches for the different services that are available. So let's say that now you have made a couple of appointments for discovery calls, let's talk about the questions that you want to ask. The first one is, what does a successful podcast look like for your company? And this is one of my favorite questions to be asked as a provider, because it means that someone is thinking really seriously about how to evaluate the podcast as a marketing channel for their business. Success, of course, can mean all sorts of things from particular download numbers to the length of time spent podcasting, to way more nebulous things like getting invited to speak at more conferences or shortening the length of your sales cycle. What they say as an answer isn't as important as the fact that they have an answer for the question, proving that they've thought about it too. The answer can really be, it depends, but they should be able to tell you what it depends on and how the determination of what successful means for your podcast is going to be made. What you don't want to hear is something like, there's no way to evaluate success or whatever you want that's not really helpful, especially for a business show. The next question you should ask is, is there any kind of coaching or feedback or strategic help provided? If one of your goals is improving your own or your boss's skills as a podcast host, and one of your priorities is making the podcast a valuable investment for your company, you probably want a firm that offers some kind of coaching, feedback, and strategic consulting. This is not needed for every single show by any means, but if it's something that you're interested in, you will definitely want to know in advance. You can frame this like how often and what type of feedback is provided, and you might hear answers like, we provide detailed feedback on sound capture, or we provide really in-depth script analysis, which is great if those things are what you need, but if what you're looking for is your live interviewing being critiqued, you're going to want to work with somebody else. So the next question is, what is your turnaround time from raw audio to finished episode? And like pretty much everything else that we're talking about, this can vary wildly from company to company. Some editors and agencies can turn an episode around in a few days or even a few hours. Others take longer, up to a week or more. 
There isn't a right or a wrong amount of time, but you can usually expect that the more assets provided like show notes and sharing materials, and the more complex the editing is going to be, the longer it's all going to take. The most important consideration here isn't finding the fastest turnaround. It's establishing that you can make your workflow match their workflow. If the answer to what is your turnaround time isn't clear or can't be easily explained to you, I would consider that a pretty serious red flag. Next up is what assets do you provide? Common assets that can come along with an edited show are show notes and descriptions, social shares, audiograms, video versions of the show, guest swipes, which if you're curious about, you can check out episode eight, don't leave your guest guessing. Even things up to and including opt-ins and blog posts. Depending on how much support you need with the show and how much bandwidth and skill there is on your own team, you may want to engage a firm that has the team and the bandwidth and the departments and the skills to provide all of that for you. So it's kind of a one-stop shop. On the other hand, if you've already got all of the social and the writing and the graphic and the video support that you need, then working with a firm who offers all of that probably isn't going to be the best fit because all you really need to do is work with someone who's going to be great with the audio and turn your raw recordings into fabulous episodes that your team can take to the next level with the repurposing and the social and the promotional materials. So something else I would like to mention here is that you are much less likely to find a single individual human who's going to be able to do really high quality complex podcast editing and cool graphic design and fluent social media post writing. It's a lot of different skill sets, all of these different elements that go into the materials to promote a show. And while I'm sure that such humans do exist, they are very rare and probably very expensive, as well they should be. The needs of podcasters are becoming more well-known, and I've seen a few VAs start to specialize in everything that goes along with podcasting. But for now, for the most part, if you need a lot of different things created and executed for you on your show, you're likely to be better off with an agency that has different people or departments for the different parts of the process. And as I said, on the other hand, if you've got great writers and designers and admin support in-house, let them do what they're great at and find an individual provider who specializes in just the audio without worrying about any of the rest. Next question. And this is a question for if you are starting a new show, what you should ask is what's included in a podcast launch with the follow-up being, how long does a podcast launch take? Podcast launches from the perspective of a producer can be as simple as creating the first episode and pointing you to Apple Podcast Connect, or as complex as orchestrating a multi-channel multimedia content extravaganza complete with launch team and a listener contest. The provider that you're talking to should be able to tell you the linear steps in their launch process, what has to be done in what order and how long it usually takes. You'll want to know what kind of show development support they provide as well. Are they going to be really hands-on in helping you design the different elements of your show, like the branding and the episode format and the interview questions, or will they just take what you send them and produce them? Like everything else, maybe you just want someone who is going to execute on your vision, or maybe you need help creating your vision. It really comes down to what you need and what your budget is. And it works exactly like that for all of the other elements of launch. You can ask if a provider has different packages, what is the most popular, and how much time it's all going to take from, hey, I want a podcast, to, oh, we're on Apple. It's also a really good idea to suss out just how custom the launch is going to be to you. If a company has a standard launch that they provide for all shows, that can be a really good thing. It will likely be a smooth process that runs efficiently. But sometimes you want something more personalized, in which case, ask about how much collaboration and differentiation your podcast launch is going to be able or entitled to receive based on the package that you choose. So it's typical for there to be a launch setup fee for new podcasts that is kind of separate and different from regular ongoing production rates. So make sure to ask about that as well. I'm going to leave the podcast launching here for now. 
But I think that you know, later on, a deep dive into podcast launches might be a really good future episode. If you agree, I'd love if you were to reach out and let me know what you thought. Next question is, what type of editing does the firm do? There are lots of different kinds of podcast editing available, and you should definitely expect that the different service providers are going to use different terms to describe them, just to keep everything nice and clear, you know, from provider to provider. The person you're speaking with should be able to describe their editing style or styles really clearly, explaining what kind of sound improvement they do, like minimizing background noise, balancing the levels of the speakers, sweetening the overall sound, that kind of thing. And they should also be able to tell you what kind of content editing they will do, removing filler words, cutting trailing questions out, making editorial decisions about what should and shouldn't be included. The range can be really, really big. Sometimes companies might be able to follow content and edits that you provide, maybe in an email or some kind of form system. Other times, companies can make editorial decisions on their own. You should also ask if they can give you an idea of the difference in length between the raw audio and the finished audio. For example, a typical show will be 40 minutes long before we start editing and 34 minutes when we're done with it. Ideally, they can also give you examples of the shows they produce or that are pretty popular kind of out there in the world, whether or not they produce them and say, it's going to sound sort of like this when we're done with it. So you've got a good sense of what you can expect. Some, but not all providers will offer, you know, a free or a sample episode. And that's cool. But I think as long as someone is able to really give you a good example, a good explanation, maybe point you at a demonstration of what their editing sounds like on the finished end, that is probably good enough. The key thing to figure out with this question is what you're going to be responsible for providing in terms of the editorial instruction and what they're going to do on your behalf without getting you involved. There might even be a process where you collaboratively establish content standards, and that's awesome. Just make sure that you know what you're getting into so that you don't find yourself expecting something they can't provide or vice versa. No one's going to be happy if there's not clarity on the type and kind of quantity of editing that's going to be happening. Next, how long do their clients keep podcasting? Many, many shows fizzle out after a couple of months. We call it pod fading when the project just loses steam and stops releasing. It's a very sad occurrence and one that you should definitely try to avoid for yourself if it is at all possible. Ideally, the provider you work with is going to have clients who have been podcasting for a long time. It's a good indication that they're providing quality service, but it's far from a hard and fast rule. New providers can provide fantastic service, and sometimes working with a newer provider means that you're going to get more of their attention, and likewise, more of their learning. This should just be one of the many elements you consider when choosing a provider, and if you yourself are worried about pod fading and kind of fizzling out, what I like to suggest is instead of committing to ongoing podcasting every week or every other week for the rest of time, for all eternity, start with a season. You know, do 10 or 12 episodes as a complete package, find a provider who offers that kind of service, see if you like it, see if your audience likes it. And you can always go from a seasonal model to an ongoing model in the future without any problems. It's much easier to add episodes than it is to take them away from an audience perspective. And you might even find that, you know, doing a couple seasons a year is a better fit for your team and your workflow than doing ongoing production. But again, we might talk about cadence a little more in the future because it's a fun and interesting topic. So the final question that you should be asking a third-party podcast services provider is, what do you do when there are problems? And this is kind of a tricky one because we sell things based on everything going well and the best possible outcome. But there's always going to be problems and challenges and miscommunications and stuff to figure out. You want to know in advance what a provider's approach to things like late audio or bad quality audio or confusing instructions are going to be. 
It could be that they don't have pat answers. Sometimes you're foreseeing problems that they haven't or vice versa. But a willingness to collaborate with you on those kind of standards, like, okay, if we don't have audio by X date, we're going to run a replay that we choose, means that you're going to have consistency and ultimately you're going to have trust. And that is the foundation of any good working relationship. At the end of the day, the most important consideration in your choice producer or editor is that you trust them with your content. You might only need someone to clean up your episodes and slap on the intro and outro. Or you might be looking for someone to take your hand and walk you through the process long term. It could be something in between. There isn't a wrong thing to want from a third-party provider. The trick is to find someone who is happy and excited to provide what it is that you're looking for and someone who is really clear about what they can, can't, or won't do. That's all I've got for you today, folks. As always, I'm your host, Megan Doherty, the co-founder of One Stone Creative. The show is created in collaboration with Audra Casino, produced by Erwin Galino and Jensen Galino. The notes are written by Hazel Ann LaFortune, and the show is managed by Darla Fields. If you'd like to test out any of the questions we've talked about today, you can find my booking link on onestonecreative.net slash services. That's O-N-E, stonecreative.net slash services. <laughs>